They never found his body, but they say his spirit lives in the forest. This forest, a maniac, a thing no longer human. They say he lives on whatever he can catch, eats them raw, alive maybe, and every year he picks on a summer camp and seeks his revenge for the terrible things those kids did to him. Every year he kills. Right now he's out there, watching, waiting. So don't look, he'll see you. Don't breathe, he'll hear you. Don't move, you're dead. Hello and welcome to Zach's Corner, your favorite show right here on Body Snatched. How's it going, guys? Um, as these things often do, camping trips got delayed. So we're doing camping in the corner this week. And um, I don't know how many I'm going to get through today, but we got we, we got one. We did one. So we are camping together, guys. As you can tell by the uh, intro, I couldn't not do the uh, the ghost story from the film. Of course, the film I am talking about is The Burning, the 1981 classic. Yeah, it's one of my favorites of all time. Um, it's really cool. It's in the wake of uh, Friday the 13th, so it gets blamed for that kind of following that thing. And, um, uh, you know, it's like Madman, right? Like, it's in that same kind of idea, which is actually interesting because um, the villain in this is Cropsy. And uh, you guys may not know, but Cropsy's like an urban legend from, like, the New York area. And he's like a child murderer, like escape mental patient kind of thing. And then that turned out to be like a real guy murdering kids in Staten Island in like the uh, like 70s and 80s. So that's horrifying that that became real. You guys can all look into that on your leisure. But uh, so just the idea, the, the urban legend of Cropsy, right? It's like something that prevailed like throughout that area. So there's like a lot of movies that did that. And Madman uh, based, you know, they wanted to do Cropsy, but they didn't name him Cropsy in the film, so they made up Madman Mars for that. But in this film, The Burning, they actually went with Cropsy. They're like, yeah, fuck it, well, we'll just use the urban legend. Who cares? Like, <laughs> give our give our movie some extra shine. Um, so this is a really, really, really awesome movie. Um, who doesn't love 1980s uh, camp uh, slashers, man. They're like a staple of my diet of horror because I love camp movies. Not just horror movies, right? Big fan of meatballs. I love heavyweights. You know, Adam's Family Values, like, maybe might be the best camping movie. <laughs> but uh, there's something about summer camp and, uh, and, uh, and, and murderers. I don't know. They just go hand in hand. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah. So we're going to do this one. I, I love this movie. Now, I, I'm only going to touch on this, like, a little bit. I don't want to, like, get heavy and bogged down into whatever and all that crap, all right? But uh, just off the top, you know, this is, uh, you know, Harvey Weinstein was involved in this movie. Like, he's involved, like, with the writing. And, uh, you know, he's one of the people driving behind this movie. So, whatever. You know? Like, it's another one of those things where it's, like, we can't ignore, like, movies, right? Like, we do movies on this show. Sometimes there's bad people involved in those films, and I don't think we should punish literally every other person in the film for one asshole. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, I don't know, but I'm just saying, like, there's so much that goes into a movie, so much that goes into everything. So it's just like, are we just going to forget these movies to time just because, like, one piece of shit's involved? I don't think that's fair to everybody else. So we're going to still talk about great movies. So, yeah. 
Roman Polanski, piece of shit. Rosemary's Baby is still one of the best movies ever. Mia Farrow is amazing in that movie. Are you going to tell me you're not going to appreciate that movie just because the director's a scumbag? I'm just saying, guys. That's why uh, art's tricky, right? I'm not taking sides. I'm not blaming people if they do. I'm just saying I don't want to gloss over this because, you know, there might be people that get offended and be like, oh, I don't want to do a, you know, a Weinstein movie, that, that, that. I don't care. We look at this as a, we're a movie show. We're doing kick-ass movies and kick-ass camping movies. You can't not do the burning. Like, you have to do the burning. It's one of them. So if you don't like it, you know, turn off the show. But if you want to hear about a really awesome movie that you're going to love, keep going, man, because this one's a fun one. You guys are going to love it. Um, we have effects legend Tom Savini. He did the effects for this film. And it's even more remarkable because he turned down Friday the 13th Part 2 to do this movie. So that makes you go, wow, he did that for this? Yeah, exactly. Pretty awesome. And then uh, we got Jason Alexander. This is like his first like movie. And... Uh, Jason Alexander, of course, is like the man, George Costanza from, of course, Seinfeld. And if you guys know anything about me, you know how much I love George Costanza. <laughs> so it's awesome to see Jason Alexander in this. And uh, it's it's a fun, good ghost story. Like, you hear that from the top of the movie, right? Like, that sounds really compelling, good shit. Like, I was in. I was hooked when I found this movie. So awesome. Um... Well, I guess we'll just get into fun facts because we're already giving you fun facts, right? So this was uh, released May 8th, 1981. Uh, it had a budget of $1.5 million and uh, the gross, according to Wikipedia, I gotta say that, uh, $707,770. So a lot of sevens. Um, looks like they, they lost money on this, but uh, that's a shame. But I think it's part of what we talked about, right? It's the Friday the 13th uh, ripoffs. Pu I put that in heavy air quotes. It's just Friday the 13th came out, and then everyone says, like, okay, from now on, this is, like, the benchmark. This is what uh, camping horror movies are. Every other slasher is just going to rip off Friday the 13th. That's what they say. I don't think that's fair. I think that's a – I mean, if you have similar settings, I don't think that you're just implicitly ripping something off. You know what I mean? Like – for fuck's sake, like, is every Cabin movie, like, now ripping off Friday, is Evil Dead rip off Friday 13th? Like, I don't think so. So I just think, just because it's set at a camp doesn't mean it has to be, like, a rip off. But, you know, I don't want a soapbox, man. <laughs> I'm trying these things to not be mad, right? I uh, I literally have a note card now that on one side says, is this worth getting mad over? And then on the other side of it, it says, is it better to be, um, is it more important to be right or happy? So those are two kind of things I'm trying to use to change my mindset on things because, you know, you guys listen to the show. You know I've been crabby and I've been in a bad place, so I'm trying to reverse course, right? Because uh, I realized I want to be a good person. I don't want to be an asshole. Like, I want people to want me around. So I have to work on my attitude problems. So that's what I'm trying to do. Again, I go to the therapy couch. I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> what a roller coaster you've been on. I don't know, man. Like, uh... I do like that, you know, I like the transparency, and I love telling you guys, like, everything. But, like, I really don't know how you guys feel about it. Like, I mean, clearly some of you like it because I have repeat listens, right? Like, people do follow the show, so there must be some kind of, like, uh, element to where, like, some of you guys are like, all right, we'll listen to this lunatic ramble on, and I appreciate and love you guys. <laughs> if you're new to the show, sorry, man, that's just how it is over here. Unprofessional production we got going on here. We're just watching fun movies and talking to each other, you know, having a good time. Also, I got to mention while doing these camping movies, um, I almost didn't do it 
because uh, last week I had the realization of, dude, it's almost October. And as you guys know, longtime listeners of Zach's Corner, you know, the last two years, this will be year three, where we do our five weeks of horror for Halloween. This year, it's going to be black and white edition. Very excited. I'll go into details on that when it actually starts. But um, I didn't want to do a bunch of horror movies right before I do, you know, five weeks straight, because it's like, you know, I do a lot of horror movies on the show. And I try not to make it a horror movie show, but you guys know how much I love this genre. <laughs> so maybe if we do more episodes than just this today for Camping in the Corner. I love that name, too. I don't know why I love doing Blank in the Corner or just doing stuff in the corner. I love the idea, though. It's so much fun. Uh, so maybe we'll do more than just, uh, you know, slashers for the for the corner. Uh, but I, I don't know, man. I'm just kind of feeling it right now. But... I can promise you that the next two weeks will not be horror movies, right? So next week won't be a horror movie. The week after that won't be. And then, you know, we're kicking off for five weeks of horror for Halloween. It's pretty exciting. I just filmed Dutch's episode uh, yesterday with him. So much fun. I like I said filmed. Recorded. This is a recording. It's not a film because we're not on it. I, I don't know. My head's everywhere. I love you guys. All right. <laughs> Um, do we do all the budget gross, da, 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 all that? We did. Directed by Tony uh, Malum. Uh, he looks like he did mostly uh, low-budget movies, and uh, he did like a lot of car commercials and stuff. That's real interesting. We touched on Tom Savini, Jason Alexander, and Cropsey. Yeah, I think we're good. Ten minutes in, and I'm just now going to start on the movie. You know how you guys, you, you know how it goes. You know. This is just what we do. <laughs> all right. Without any further ado, we give you the 1981 classic, The Burning. So we start off at Camp Blackfoot, right? And we see there's these kids, they're planning a prank on the uh, camp caretaker named Cropsey. And, uh, you know, they're like, yeah, Cropsey's going to get it this time. We're going to pay him back for all that stuff that he did, right? And so then we see the kids... Uh, you know, they're like, yeah, we got this. And uh, they go to his cabin. And uh, what they do is they have, like, this skull. And it's got, like, worms and stuff crawling out of it. And it has candles in the eyes and in the mouth, right? And so, like, it illuminates the skull. So it looks really, really creepy and disturbing. And they decide to put it in Cropsey's cabin, like, on his nightstand. And then all these little kids, they go and they tap on the windows, right? And then and they wake up Cropsey. And he looks out the window, and then he looks up, and he sees the skull thing, and he freaks out, and he hits the skull, and it lights his legs on fire, and he starts to freak out, and he gets out of bed, and he's, like, running around his cabin trying to get the fire out. Well, he knocks over a can of gasoline. Yeah, that's right. We say it like that now because of Fury Road. <laughs> he knocks over a can of gasoline, and he completely lights himself on fire. I mean, he's completely engulfed. And so he's running around trying to figure out. He breaks through the cabin door. He runs to a hill. He kind of half rolls down it, kind of trips as he falls, and then he ends up in the water. And all the kids see this and are like, we got to get the fuck out of here. We're going to get in trouble for this. And so the kids just leave. And then we find out that uh, Cropsey's not dead. And he's in, like, the intensive burn unit, um, right? Like, he's at the hospital. And we, we're there one week later. And uh, there's an orderly... Uh, he takes a new doctor into Cropsey's room, like, hey man, this guy's fucking burned. This is gonna be the worst thing you ever see. If you're gonna work around here, you gotta see this. So the orderly takes him into the room, and they both creep closer to the bed, 
And then Cropsy reaches out and grabs the orderly, and they both freak out and panic. And it's a good jump scare. And everyone's like, what the fuck? It's always good. And then we get a little bit of a title sequence with phenomenal music going on it. And then after that, we get five years later, right? And then uh, Cropsy, he's being released from the hospital. Uh, he's badly burned, and we find out these screen grafts didn't take. So he's, like, fucking disfigured. And uh, they're all, the doctors are like, you know, it's going to be tough, but you're going to adjust. It's going to be fine. And he's like, I know you want to, like, yeah, I know you're mad at those kids, but, like, it was just an accident. So just try to live your life as normally as you can. You know, you'll get used to it. You'll adjust to it, right? And then uh, Cropsy, as you do after you get out of the hospital for five years, uh, he goes to get a hooker. Because uh, open wounds and hookers mix very well. <laughs> that was not funny. I'm sorry. And <laughs> so then we get to see Cropsy kind of like in shadows. He's got like a hat on. He's got a trench coat. Like he looks very cool, right? Like you don't get to see his face, right? So he goes with the hooker. Uh, he goes into her apartment. And then uh, she's kind of like in a hurry, right? She's like, I've got a business to run, honey. Fuck me or don't. <sighs> right? And then uh, she sees Cropsy's face, and then uh, she freaks out. And then, uh, so he starts to strangle her, then he stabs her with a pair of scissors a couple of times, and then as he's choking her, she breaks through the window. And then she's dead. <laughs> and our next shot is early morning. And then we find out we're at Camp Stonewater. And uh, there's a softball game going on, and, uh, you know, all the dudes are pervs. Right? And then this is the first time we see young Jason Alexander, who plays Dave. Uh, that's the thing in this movie. And I will say that, and I agree with this. All the dudes, for the most part, right? Specifically Eddie and Glazer, they are both very creepy. And, like, they are very, very, um, like, aggressive towards these women. And, like, it's like, oh, shit. Like, this did not age well kind of thing, right? But that's the point. I think they're supposed to be douchebags, right? Like, they're pointing out that they're douchebags. I don't know. Maybe it's just Harvey doing his worst uh, impulses there. I don't know. <laughs> and uh, so they're playing softball, and then a ball gets hit into the woods, and uh, they send this kid, Tiger, after it. And uh, it's our first look at Cropsy Cam. Uh, so it's like a POV, and it's kind of got, like, a little bit of, um, like, a filter on it. So it looks like a little, um, like a little foggy, right? And you can see his hands, and you see uh, that he has uh, these gardening shears. And that's like his weapon of choice. So it's pretty cool. Uh, he looks pretty awesome. So he's about to kill the kid. Uh, but then she finds the ball and then she runs off. And so then later we're at the mess hall and everyone's eating dinner. And then um, we see Michelle, who's like the head counselor, talking to like one of the uh, older uh, um, campers. I She might be a counselor too. Uh, Karen. And they're talking about that guy, Eddie, who's like a very aggressive like douchebag. <laughs> Not a cool guy. And uh, Michelle's like, well, if you don't like Eddie, like, and you're scared of him, like, why would you go with him? And she's like, I think I might like him. And, like, Michelle's just like, oh, this guy's a dumb fuck, right? Because <laughs> Karen's being pretty dumb about that, right? Like, she's worried about the guy, but yet she's, like, still wanting to go with the guy. So it's like, all right. And then later, um, we see it's, like, the next morning. And then we see Sally. She's one of the little campers. And uh, she goes to take a shower. And, uh, you know. It's 1980s, so this is your boob shots. And uh, <laughs> you, she's in the shower, and then we start to hear noises, and uh, it's like, oh shit, she's gonna get, she's gonna get 86 by uh, Cropsy, right? Like that's what's about to happen right now. 
and then you hear creaking floorboards, and then it turns out it's just a kid peeping, and his name is Alfred. And you guys will know him better as Rat from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. So that's fun. <laughs> and then so, you know, Alfred says he's only trying to scare Sally uh, to get back at this bully guy named Glazer, who's a total douchebag in this. And then uh, we see Todd and Michelle. Uh, they, they come and they catch Alfred. And uh, Michelle's, like, really pissed off at Alfred, and Todd's trying to calm her down. And, uh, you know, he's trying to take it easy on Alfred. And then uh, Michelle's pretty irate, and she's like, you're just going to let him do whatever she wants. Like, she, like, storms off. And then, uh, you know, Todd, he, he's talking to the kid. And he yells at him. He's like, what are you doing, man? He's like, you're lucky I didn't call you out in front of, like, all the other campers. Like, get your shit together. Like, what are you doing? And then, uh, you know, he's just kind of giving like, tough love kind of thing. And then Alfred, you know, he tells him that he feels like an outcast, like nobody really likes him. You know, he's like, it's like being in the army, right? Like, they tell me what to do at what time. And he's like, I, I hate it here. I didn't even want to come here. And then, you know, Todd, you know, he tries to reassure him. It's like, hey, man, like, I fucked around at camp too, right? He's like, I got kicked out of camp, you know, five years ago. And, uh, you know, if you ever want to talk about anything, I'm always here for you, right? Like, Todd is so cool. Like, Todd's the guy in this movie, like... Todd is, like, the kind of person that if you were ever in a slasher, you would hope to God Todd was actually real. Like, that's the guy you want in your group. Like, that's how good Todd is in this movie. Like, he makes everything feel fine. You're like, oh, good. All right. I love this guy. Yeah, I feel safe with Todd. <laughs> and then uh, we see back at the cabin, the girls gossiping, right? Sally and, you know, talking about Glazer. And, uh, you know, they're all making fun of Glazer because they all think he's an idiot mongoloid, which he is. And then... <laughs> Yeah, but Sally's sweet on Glazer for whatever reason. And then we see Glazer having a confrontation with Alfred. And then Todd uh, very quickly breaks up the altercation and offers to kick Glazer's ass for him. So it's pretty great. He gets right in Glazer's face and he says, Why don't you ever uh, try to fight someone your size? And uh, Glazer backs down from Todd. So it's like, dang, man. Go Todd. That's why we love this guy. And then uh, later we're at the uh, what I think is a lake, but actually might be a river when I, you'll figure it out when we get later because there, there's some river travel. Do lakes go into rivers? That is the question. I don't know. Probably? Yes, probably. I'm going to say yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm not the body of water expert. We need Tomas. <laughs> and then uh, we see Alfred with our uh, main group of guys, uh, Dave, Woodstock, and Fish. And uh, they're trying to get Alfred to go swim. But he doesn't want to swim. Like, I don't know if he knows how to swim or not, but they kind of say he doesn't, right? Well, Glazer, Captain Asshole, pushes Alfred into the lake, and then, you know, they, they all pull Alfred out of the water. And then they talk about getting Glazer back, right? And so Glazer, he jumps into the lake. He swims out to where the girls are. They're all, like, sunbathing and stuff on, like, this uh, this kind of, like, wooden uh, platform, like, in the, in the lake a little further down. And Glazer's over there talking to the girls. And, uh... Dave tells Woodstock to pull out his pea shooter, and so they shoot Glazer in the ass with a BB gun. It's pretty great. <laughs> and uh, uh, there's a really funny part where Dave says, he's like, all right, gentlemen, there'll be four commands. Ready, aim, fire, and run. <laughs> and it's a really funny moment. And then uh, so they shoot Glazer in the ass, he gets mad, and he yells at them, and then... Um, then they, they just moon him, and then it's kind of over. <laughs> and then we're at night, and then Fish and Woodstock are playing cards as, uh, you know, Glazer's sitting in his bed, Alfred's lying in bed too, 
And then Dave, he comes in with the contraband. They do this in, like, every camp movie, right? Like, I don't know why, like, I don't know. Okay, so, like, when I went to church camp, like, when I was a kid, like, there was never any kind of, like, guy, you know, that got you things. Maybe because it was, like, church camp and not, like, regular summer camp. Like, I don't really know. But it's in, like, all these movies, right? Like, if you've seen Heavyweights, right? They got the one fat kid who gets them all, like, the, the food that he sneaks in the fat camp. Like, it just always happens. Like, I don't know why, like... It's like prison movies, right? It's like Red in Shawshank. He's the man who can get you things. They always have that in camp movies. It's such a weird thing. Did you guys go to camp? Did you have a guy that got things from town? You guys gotta let me know. I'm sure this is like an older people thing, right? I, I don't know. Just comment on this uh, on this episode because I'm really I want to know these things. I don't know if there was like really like these kind of dynamics, man. I don't know. <laughs> and uh, he's got porno for fish and for Woodstock, and he's got rubbers for Glazer, and then. Glazer's mad because they're not lubricated rubbers, and then they get in an argument. And then Alfred, who's laying on his bunk, he sees Cropsy outside, and uh, he tells them all, like, Oh my god, there's a face out there. It's very badly burnt, and no one else sees it. And then Todd, he comes walking in, and uh, he tells the guys to go get dinner. And then uh, they go to the mess hall, and then, you know, Glazer's kind of being a dick to everybody, and... Uh, Dave is just amazingly charming. Like, he's great. Like, I really love Dave. Dave's so much fun. <laughs> uh, Dave is uh, Jason Alexander's character. He's so good in this movie. And then uh, we see Woodhouse. Uh, he goes back to the cabin for his vitamin E. Because apparently he's adding that to his food or whatever. And then uh, we get the camp director. He's trying to announce things to everybody. And they're really loud. And then Todd, he whistles. And then he quiets down the entire crowd. And then uh, we find out the older campings, they're going on a three-day canoe trip. And then, um, you know, he talks about there's going to be a buddy system and make sure each canoe has a strong swimmer in it. And then um, and we see Woodhouse, he's back at the cabin. And then we have Cropsy Cam. So we're like, oh no, Woodhouse is going to kick it. And then he can't get the lights on in the cabin. And uh, he's digging around his stuff trying to find the vitamin E. And then while he's in the cabin, uh, we see Cropsy Cam kind of get closer and then we go back into the cabin, and we hear some creaky floorboards, and then we see a shadow. And then Woodhouse is panicking, and it turns out it's just Todd. He shows up to get Woodhouse to come back to the thing. And then uh, Todd, he reprimands Glazer and Fish, because uh, they were fucking with Woodhouse. Like, they hid his vitamin E, apparently. And uh, there you go. And then the next day, we're on the canoe trip, and it starts. And uh, you hear banjos, so you know we're in for trouble, right? Banjos plus canoe trips ends in peril. Just ask Ned Betty, all right? We all know that to be true. And then, <laughs> then we uh, we just get, like, a fun wrap-around scene with, you know, the kids are, like, splashing each other with the paddles for the canoes and stuff, and, you know, it's really fun. And then we're at night, and uh, Todd, he tells us a ghost story. It's the Cropsy ghost story, right? He tells us a camp Blackfoot, right? And, uh, you know, he's like, Cropsy was a mean drunk. And was bad to the kids, right? He had garden cheers that he carried around. And then there's this one kid. He followed around all day and he scared him so bad. And the kids decided they'd get back at him. They did a prank and it went wrong. And, uh, you know, he burned alive, right? And Cropsy, as he's burning, cried out, I will have my revenge. And then they never found his body. He survived. Lives on what he can catch. He's no longer human. And he's out there watching, waiting. Don't look, he'll see you. Don't move, he'll hear you. Don't breathe, dead. And then Eddie, he pops out with the mask on and he has a fake knife and he scares the shit out of everybody. 
And then, you know, Todd, he picks them up, he takes the mask off of him, and they're both laughing, they think it's really funny, and it's a, it's a good, charming moment. And then, uh, <clears throat> Eddie and Karen, they go off alone into the woods, and then, you know, Eddie, he's being an aggressive asshole, you know, he's trying to bang Karen, and, you know, she's really hesitant, and she doesn't really want to do it. And then, um, you know, she says in her own words, she's like, you've been with a lot of girls, I just don't want to be another statistic. And then Eddie's like, well, if we both like each other, uh, what's the problem? You know? And he's a real slime ball. And uh, so he, he tries to get her to go swimming, and she's like, I don't have a bathing suit. And he's like, neither do I, baby. <laughs> so they go swimming naked, and then uh, he's putting the moves on her pretty heavily. And uh, like he's kissing her like aggressively, and she keeps pushing him off, like, Eddie, I don't want to do this. And he's like, why'd you come out here then? What the fuck? Oh... <laughs> I gotta quit watching The Sopranos. <laughs> and so we see Cropsy Cam, and then um, Karen, she swims off, she gets to the bank, and all of her clothes are gone, just her shoes are there. And so uh, Eddie, he's swimming, uh, he swims off, and then uh, Karen, she goes through the woods, she's trying to find uh, her clothes, she gets it piece by piece, and then uh, she finds Cropsy! And Cropsy grabs her, holds her tight, spins her around. And then he slashes open her throat with the shears. And it's like, oh shit, that's a pretty good one. All right. And then, um, murder next morning, uh, Eddie's woken up by Todd and Michelle. And, uh, you know, they can't find Karen anywhere. They're like, we know she was with you. Like, what'd you do? Like, what are you, what'd you do to her? And then Eddie says he doesn't know. Uh, I have no idea where she is. I don't know what happened. I assume she went back to camp with the rest of you guys. And then Michelle yells at Eddie. And, uh, you know, so does Todd. He's like, yeah, what the fuck's wrong with you, Eddie? And so Eddie explains that, uh, you know, she must have gone back. And I thought she was with you guys. And then uh, during this, we hear a kid yell, the canoes are gone. And so then they find out all the canoes are gone. And then think, okay, Karen might have gone back uh, to camp. And she might have accidentally let all the canoes go. And then uh, Todd and Michelle, they circle up everybody. And then they ask about the canoes and... You know, Glazer does the asshole thing. Uh, he blames Alfred. And then uh, Woodstock has the funny line. He's like, Dave probably sold him to the Indians. So it's like a pretty funny thing. <laughs> and then <laughs> Todd says that, uh, you know, everybody needs to split up to look for him. And if we can't find him, well, we're going to build a raft. And Michelle says, uh, you know, that they can... Uh, oh, yeah. Michelle says they can walk back to camp. And Todd's like, dude... There's, like, miles and miles of, like, thick forest. Like, we're not going to be able to do that. Like, that's not... These kids aren't going to make that hike. And so uh, Todd and Michelle, uh, they sit and talk about the situation. And, uh, you know, Todd thinks that something's really wrong. He's like, I don't think that that Karen let those canoes go. Then we see Fi uh, Fish, Woodhouse, and Dave. Uh, they're together. They're looking for wood for the raft. They run into a bunch of girls. They have some funny moments. We see Glazer and Sally. They're together. And then... Uh, uh, Glazer's trying really hard to bang Sally. He's very aggressive, very handsy. And uh, Sally, she's not having it. She keeps pushes him, pushing him off. And it's like hyper-aggressive. You're like, all right. And then so we see Todd, Michelle, and Eddie. And uh, they're building the raft with wood that the kids keep giving him. And then we get Cropsy Cam as uh, Glazer aggressively kisses Sally. Sally keeps pushing him off. She says, not here. And then we see Alfred lurking around because he's a plenty creepy kid. And then... Um, we get the raft done, and we send Eddie, Woodhouse, Fish, and a couple of the girls back to camp. 
and then we see the raft and uh it's going it's going pretty bad it's going difficult like they don't have all paddles so they're kind of using branches and stuff and uh, they're all complaining and then eddie tells everyone to chill the fuck out which is good because that's why eddie's there right he's, he's supposed to take control and then they see one of the canoes so they paddle towards it and uh, when they get closer uh woodhouse tries to board it but cropsy pops up in the most iconic shot of the movie it's cropsy holding the garden shears over his head in the sunlight it's a very 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 cool shot and then this is probably the most memorable scene from the movie for most people if they've heard of the burning it's only because of this scene and then uh cropsy proceeds to murder everybody on the raft like there's dismemberments he slices throats he stabs into people it's pretty fucking graphic pretty pretty good shit pretty awesome tom savini magic like he cuts off uh, Woodhouse's fingers. It's pretty gnarly. And so um, then uh, we see Todd and Michelle. They're kind of walking around the woods. You know, like, I hope the kids are back to camp right now. They kind of got a little bit of a thing going on. We find out that Todd was a Boy Scout. So that's kind of fun. And then uh, we go to Glazer and Sally banging. He finally broke her down. And uh, <laughs> it's pretty great because, like, it's nighttime now. And uh, Glazer, right, he's on top, and he comes real fast. I mean, like, embarrassingly fast, you know. And then Sally berates him for it. She's like, yeah, uh, that was great. Like, what the fuck? And he's like, are you cold, baby? And she's like, yeah, you didn't do anything to warm me up. And it's really funny. And then we get some cropsy cam, and then uh, Glazer's like, well, you want to go back with the others? And she's like, no. He's like, you want to stay with me? And she's like, yeah. And so, all right, they're going to, I guess, try again. And so then uh, Glazer, he goes to get firewood, and Sally is viciously murdered by Cropsy. And so Glazer's back at camp, and he gets matches and some firewood, and he wakes up Alfred. And so when Glazer leaves to go back to Sally, Alfred follows Glazer. And then uh, Alfred watches as Glazer is viciously murdered by Cropsy. I mean, like, he stands over Sally, he pulls the sleeping bag over, and then you just see the garden shears, and Glazer gets stabbed through the throat and lifted up off the ground by Cropsy. It's like, holy fucking shit. So then Alfred, he runs back. Uh, he wakes up Todd and uh, he tells him what happened. And Todd's pissed off. He's like, are you making shit up again? Like, what are you doing? And then, but he decides to go with Alfred. He's like, all right, all right, I'll go with you. You're going to wake everybody up. And then they get back to Glazer and uh, he sees Glazer's dead body. So Todd's like leaning over him. And then Cropsy swings the garden shears and it slices across Todd's head. Well, Alfred, he boogity, 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 boogity his ass out of there. And he just comes running through the woods, right? And then uh, Cropsy pursues. But then we see Todd moving, so he's not dead. So we're very happy because Todd is, like, awesome. And then we're back at the camp. And uh, the Michelle and Dave and all those guys, they, they see the raft float back. And like, well, that's weird. So Michelle, she swims out to it. And then she finds all the dead bodies on the raft. And then we see Todd come back over the hill. And uh, then the next shot is literally everybody crying and, like, rocking back and forth, like, in complete panic, shock, and horror. And then you just see Todd trying to rally the troops, you know. Uh, he tells Michelle to take everybody back on the raft to, the, to, to Camp Stonewater. And then he's going to go find Alfred because he can't just leave him in the woods. And he takes an axe with him on his journey. And then we see Alfred. He's running some more and the... Cropsy's like hot on his heels, man. Like he's right behind him. Like everywhere Alfred goes, like Cropsy's not far. 
And then we see Todd in the woods. We see Michelle getting the kids back, and she keeps them going. She's like, come on, guys, you just got to paddle, man. Like, what do you guys want to do, give up? No, like, let's keep going. Let's get it done, right? And uh, uh, Todd, he's catching up with Alfred and Cropsey. And then the campsters, they get back to the camp. And Michelle goes to get the camp director and tells them what happened. And then uh, they call the cops, and then they get on a boat to go back to Todd. And then uh, Alfred... He's kind of running through woods. Then he gets into, like, this old kind of, like, abandoned, like, concrete structures type deal. It's really cool. Like, I think they might have found this when they were in the woods or, like, when they were doing scouting or something. And they're like, yeah, this is really cool. We're going to make this Cropsey's lair. And so he's running through this, and then he gets towards the end, and then Cropsey drags Alfred into, like, an old, like, shack. It, I think it's, like, a mining thing because there's mining cars and everywhere, like, all over it. So... He takes Alfred and he slams him against the wall and he pins him with the shears so Alfred can't move his arm. And so uh, he's just hanging there and then he's yelling and screaming and Todd hears this and then Todd runs through the little maze and then he gets into the old mining shack and um, you know he, he's kind of looking around for Alfred and then we see fireballs shooting and fucking Cropsy has like a jerry-rigged uh, <laughs> fucking... Uh, flamethrower and it's awesome so why we see Cropsey running around with the flamethrower we get Todd having flashbacks to the little kids not the little kids but like the kids that burned Cropsey and it turns out Todd's one of the kids that pulled the prank on Cropsey and so he's like real fearful and then um they uh they have Todd like looking around and then him and Cropsey they get into a scuffle and this is as Michelle and the police arrive and then um, Todd, the axe gets knocked out of his hand, and he's crawling back, and he's, like, against the wall, and Cropsey's about to burn him, and Alfred's able to wiggle free, uh, and then he gets the shears, and he stabs Cropsey in the back. And so then everything's fine. So Todd and Alfred are like, cool, like, we made it. And then in amazing horror movie fashion, Cropsey pops up, and he grabs Alfred, and he stabs him, and then axe, uh, Alfred, and then... Uh, Todd tells Alfred to move, and so he ducks, and then he, he uh, Todd slams the axe into Cropsey's head, and Cropsey crumples into the wall, and like into one of the pillars, and then Alfred lights him on fire, and so then we get the last shot is them panning out of Cropsey burning again, like he's just completely engulfed in flames, and then we go to a campfire, and then we hear the horror story again, right? And uh, it's really cool, you know. And then, uh, you know, the guy, he gets to the, uh, the uh, you know, <laughs> don't look, he'll see you. Don't breathe, he'll hear you. Don't move, you're dead. Like, he does that. Like, it's really cool. I really love it. And then we get credits. And that is The Burning. A hell of an amazing uh, 80s slasher. A uh, hell of an amazing freaking uh, camping movie. Just one of the absolute best. Um, I cannot re recommend it highly enough. Uh, it's so good. You're going to love The Burning. I promise you. It's so, 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 so very, very awesome. Great practical effects. Great music. Uh, memorable characters. Characters that you like. Like, I genuinely root for Todd. And I really love Dave. And uh, Michelle is cool. So, like, there's a lot of characters to really like in this movie. Um, Alfred kind of sucks. 
Glazer sucks and Eddie sucks, but I mean, other than that, you know, it's fine. Um, yeah, I would recommend it. Um, I don't know if you guys want to watch it now or you want to wait till your own Halloween uh, movie marathons, but yeah, find The Burning, watch it, you'll love it, I promise. It's going to be great. Um, I don't know how many other camping movies I'm going to get to today, but we're going to try to get one, maybe two more in. So uh, yeah, this was Camping in the Corner. I uh, hope you guys are having fun, and I will see you guys very, very soon.